Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal. That's Heaps Normal with a with an H. I wasn't going to wind Heggy yes. up. It's award-winning, <laughs> independent, non-alcoholic beer, and it's fucking delicious. They support us. They keep the lights on here at MFB HQ. Good on them. And uh, get on heapsnormal.com. Chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Tell you what, man, stinking hot this summer. Great time to wet the whistle with some Heaps Normal before you move on to the better stuff that's going to get you fighting. <laughs> well, I'll tell you when I'll be drinking some Heaps Normals. Uh, this weekend, Comedy Republic at our sold-out live mid-flight brawl show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and next week, Good Chat Comedy, our sold-out live show up there in Bris Vegas. It's nice now that it's in, in joints like that, so I don't have to sneak a four-pack in. Yeah. I've just got a four-pack of heaps. <laughs> Usually got a four-pack of heaps and a hip flask for later <laughs> of something else. Now, don't have to bother. Just yeah. got the hippie. In your fucking Gun MC Hammer pants, of MC Hammer pants, and a double XL hoodie, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dodgy cunt. <laughs> get, on, get on heapsnormal.com. Uh, I'm going to do the the Queensland. I've decided I'll make my own cocktail heggy yep. using Heaps Normal. It's called the Queensland Sober, which is a Heaps Normal with a shot of Bundy in it. So, all oh, right. We'll see how that goes. Depth charger. What's a depth charger? (laughs) I think depth charger, I think it's like Belfast Bombler. It's one of those where you've got, you know, a stout and then you drop a whiskey and something else in there. Drop a shot it. Yeah, right. Just. I'm dropping drinks into drinks. drinks. That's the new. (laughs) That is, yeah. It's never good. fucking end of human life and that that sort of thing. But if you want to have a good human life, heapsnormal.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the... Out this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Good, man. Just started back at radio this week and um, mm. nothing's changed, really. Nothing at all. Life is exactly the fucking same. I'm getting up at the same time. Yeah. Kids are annoying me at the same time, doing the same stuff. Yeah. The only thing now that is annoying is I know I should go to bed at a certain time, but that time the sun is out and uh, I'm not a toddler. So well, it's, I, yeah. I refuse to go to sleep until it's dark. Yeah, that's the problem with daylight saving. Queensland. Don't have that problem. Mm. They're fine. Curtains are still in tip-top shape all these <laughs> years later. Everyone's cool. The farmers are happy. Well, we're, we're both up there next week. You've got shows at the Powerhouse. Damn straight. I'm doing something else, but I'm excited to do radio from up there because I'll have to get up an hour earlier. But yeah. as we've mentioned many times, the sun's fucking up, man. Yeah, you get it back later. It's fine. <laughs> you also... I see. Yeah, it's, I'm going to be up there. It's uh, looking forward to going up. Actually, I'm going up for about ten days to the Golden Coast and Brisbane. I've, obviously, I'm coming in on the Thursday, not the Wednesday, the 26th. I'll be having a flag ceremony and a massive fucking barbecue at my joint. Obviously, so can't miss that before I go to Queensland. Um, <laughs> going down to Cronulla. You going back there to where you started it all? To where I started it all, <laughs> not where it all started. You and your mates. Where I started it all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I was, I'm going to stand in the exact spot where I got the text message from Alan Jones. <laughs> Get a bit emotional. Just take it from there. See where the day takes me. Man, I think I've said it on here before. The weird thing about January 26th, they say change the date, but it's my mum's birthday. That's, mate, that's when she was born. 
can't change the date. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to make it May 2nd, but my mum's birthday is Jan 26. So yeah. she's always had a day off. She's in her 60s. That's the problem, <laughs> isn't it? What, well, not when... really. She's probably only had a day off for how long? 20 years or something? 15 years? It hasn't even been that long. Yeah. The um, That's the problem, though, when people have got all their marbles. You can, you can shift around dates of birthdays when people have, you know, got dementia or their or their little kids. Mm. I just I used to shift my daughter's birthday around because I was always away at Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'd just bring it forward yeah. by a week. So today's your birthday. <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow. So yeah. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. She's awake to it. Dad, I'm getting sunburn. It's April. There's no fucking way yeah. it's my birthday. <laughs> it's 42 degrees. I think you've brought it forward a bit too far. I uh I, by the way, we should just know those are jokes. That we're making there about oh, Australia fuck. Day. We've got a couple of messages from concerned listeners that somehow have gotten on board every other joke and then wondering if we're COVID deniers yeah, because we've made jokes about some deaths being attributed yeah. to COVID that clearly aren't. Oh, fuck yeah. When it gets round to you and the thing that you feel strongly about, make sure you voice your opinion then, never before. Just make sure it's you and you're involved and how you feel about some issue that affects you. Mm. Don't worry about the awful other shit that Nicholas J. Cody has been saying for the last couple of years. Leave that alone. <laughs> Just get round to your particular issue, you fucking crybaby. <laughs> well, man, t- speaking of crybabies, I've actually got an injury, Heggie, and I know I, know I live in Melbourne, mm. but it's not to do with my feelings. It's an actual one. Yeah. Last week, pushing around a little sand pit in my backyard, got one of those blue... Um, you know those blue seashells? Jesus half Christ. pool, you go half pool, half sand pit, or a double sand pit. It's up to you. Mm. Pushing one of those and just fucking smash my foot on a nail head. Why was there a nail in it? No, there wasn't a nail in that. There was a nail on the decking out the back oh. to come up a little bit. Yeah. And I just stood down on it. It gave me this big fuck off blister. Um, so, being a bloke, I left it for six days and then yeah. went and had it looked at. I had to get the tetanus shot. God. Got it lanced. It's full of shit. Got it lanced, like you do with your boils. Well, not lanced. He, man, it was a bulk billing doctor. He just um, got his keys out and fucking popped it. But um, yeah, just as good. <laughs> oh. Then told me to get an X-ray just in case there's something up in there. And uh, there was an hour and a half wait for the X-ray, so I didn't get it. What to get it developed or to get the X-ray done? To get the X-ray done. Why would you need an X-ray? Did it go through your bone? No, he said there was a little, like, but he said there could be a splinter in there. That's why it could be all all swollen. Yeah. Um, and I said I'll get it checked at until I was told of a 90-minute wait time. I thought, fuck that yeah, noise. Don't need it. I mean, I've in my past, I've had countless splinters. I don't recall ever ending up at the <laughs> fucking hospital because of one. I just sorted it out like men used to do. I'll tell you what. Judge, uh, judge for my dress code, T-shirt and shorts, how I always roll around. Yeah. I'll put jeans on if I'm doing a gig or getting married. But mm. um, I was in shorts and T-shirt, went into the x-ray joint. How's this? They said, do you have a concession card? I said, no. Yeah. They go, well, it's not bulk bill here. You have to pay. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. I was getting looked at. Um, yeah, there's a bit of work going on across the road here too, still, you yeah. may have noticed. Um Taken over six months to put an extra floor on a small house across the road. I'd knock it off in a few weeks, I reckon. But not me, is it? Um, anyway, uh, what were you talking about? Oh, your your um your poor little foot. Yeah, my little my little foot. My little foot's fine. Mm. You know what it is, and I did I did say my feelings weren't hurt, and that was until yesterday when I had to do something. So I'm coming up to Brizzy early next week before our show. I'm filming something and. Uh, for this, I had to be fitted for a wetsuit. Oh. And uh, being 5'10 and a half, internet height. Yeah. But 100 kilos, wide shoulders, thick quads and a gut. It's not the surfing rig. So they don't have one. Well, man, I thought my T-shirt size is a large XL if I've been touring for a long time and on the piss. Yeah. So I said an XL, but it was like buying a T-shirt in Thailand. Yeah. They go, no, nah, mate, there's no fucking way. You're not... You're not surfer XL. Ended up 3XL. Oh, my goodness. Oof. 3XL, but it's fucking baggy in all these weird spots. So it's like quads are tight, chest is tight, stomach's tight, but the arms and legs are long. 
and I may be the first bloke to ever have to get a fucking wetsuit taken up. <laughs> oh, man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Not really. It would help if people with actual fucking rigs got out there and surfed. Not these what I assume are fucking twinks. Get out there with some shoulders, do some squats, and fucking surf and sink. I, I don't think. Um, I, I don't think they have ever photographed someone in one. What do you mean? Well, that's a problem. They just—it's one size fits all. It's like fucking long underwear. Have you ever had a thermal shirt that fits? I don't know who they're modelling them on, but they finish yeah. halfway down your stomach, and the <laughs> arms have got an extra foot. I don't know what's happened, but they're not. <laughs> They don't fit. Wetsuit's probably the same, but you just bunch them up. Man, I get, I've got to lose a bit of a gut. I'll cop that. But Jesus Christ, a lot, that's not a man. If you're if you're an XL wetsuit, you're a fucking jockey. I don't know. Is man. it just tiny people out there surfing? I thought there were some they, units. They just stretch. They stretch. They fucking don't. Well, the big blokes don't wear them. They oh, warm no. up by punching other surfers in the fucking face <laughs> and stay quite warm. <laughs> They're fine. And they need a rashy, and they're one size fits all. They stretch fucking long way. Um, speaking of three XL, uh, <laughs> we're going to have fucking merch. Oh yes, coming up. If anyone's coming to these live shows, maybe pack a bit of cash. Gentlemen prefer cash, because we've got t-shirts. I fucking hope uh, this very weekend. Yeah, we should have uh, some merch available at our live shows this weekend in Melbourne. Next weekend in Brisbane, it is coming down. To the wire. I meant to pick him up on Friday, but this this date was this date was set pre Omicron. Yeah. So there's another thing you can just chuck Omicron on that laziness. They are being printed in Melbourne, so mm. who knows? In Melbourne for Melbourne. Sorry, three months wait. <laughs> um, Merch. No, I'd, I'd say that. I'm sure they're going to be pretty good. Uh, we'll also have them at some live shows in March, uh, very soon to be announced, Sydney and Canberra. Yes. And then later in the year, Newcastle and hopefully Tasmania. We'll see. Perth as well. Oh, Perth, yeah. A lot of people in Perth listen to this, I've noticed. I get a few messages from Perth yeah. people. I've been sending some pencils over there if you're waiting for them. They're on their bloody way. Um, I wonder if anyone in Perth is even flying at the minute. Like that airport, that'd be a good time to work. Is there a Perth Krispy Kreme? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's a – there fucking should be. Yeah. Connects to the rest of WA, so. Their airport should be shaped like a fucking donut, really, <laughs> just for the clientele and the and the general vibe of the joint. I love uh, – seeing a lot of high-vis in a lounge. That's when you know you're in Perth. Yeah. Times have changed. Um, Before we get stuck into the ep, though, um, you're back – it's a, it's a black and white photo. I haven't seen one of these for a while. Mm. I will assume – well, just based on that stop sign and the the number plates, it, it is looking like an Aussie street. Yeah, New South Wales. Uh, Wiley Street, Sydney, somewhere in Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. It's actually Wiley Street's across street. It's actually Danger Place down in Chippendale. Yeah. And uh, happens to be where Roger Rogerson executed Warren Land Franchi. Oh, wow. Getting the cops yeah. in on this. Pretty good. Oh, mate. Oh, filthy cops. Watch Blue Murder if you haven't. I'm sure everyone has. Fucking excellent. What happened to um, Roger Rogerson again? Oh, that's right. Status arrested. Eventually, yes, that did happen <laughs> to him. Not before he did some great stuff over the course of many decades. But, uh, yeah, old Warren made his hand down here. There's a gig right on this corner. Like right just around here is the Chippendale Hotel. So I walked past mm-hmm. Danger Place and remember Warren, bloody larrikin, gone. Tip your hat. Yeah. Pour one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pour your uh, your fucking Milton Mango, your 4X gold can that you've got in a brown paper bag so they don't get bashed in New South Wales. You just pour a little bit out. Yeah. Keep walking <laughs> to the gig. <laughs> I saw a Milton Mango T-shirt recently up at up in Queensland. And Milton Mango is just 4X gold or it's all 4X products? No, I forget I forget what the red one's called. Um, oh, the red beer is called a draft, but the regular 4X is just 4X and then 4X gold. The Milton Mango is the... Yellow can. Yeah, okay. Well, that's both of them. No, but there's a name for the red one. Oh, there's right. a nickname for the red one as well. Oh, okay. I forget what it is. I've got to brush up on my Queensland history before I return yeah. to your actual home and my spiritual one. That's on the border pass. <laughs> By the way, it's a brand, Milton Mango. Oh, okay. There's a brand called Milton Mango Clothing right. that make a bunch of stuff with it on there. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I saw. Just trading off the back of an actual brand. Good on them. Pivoting. 
Yeah. Hey, by the way, what's going on with your green screen? Because I can see your background, but there's a bit of a... Yeah, it's a bit patchy, isn't it? The green screen's yeah. uh, indisposed currently. It's over at Cameron Knight's house, friend of the show, and uh, top Sydney comedian Cam Knight. Ripper comedian, ripper bloke, and another one who gave up drinking after my wedding. Yeah, he did actually. That was... Handful of people, my wedding and my bucks night broke. They just quit forever. He was fucking wild that night, I remember. <laughs> um, I don't. I fell asleep fully clothed. <laughs> my wife took a photo of me on our wedding night. It looked like it was my funeral. I just fell asleep cross-armed on the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoes and all. She could, Fuck she it could see the future. Maggot. <laughs> um, yeah, Cam, Cam and I have been making some uh, clips called Botlo. Check it out if you want. Uh, he does all the work, obviously, and I just roll in. We do them because I don't know anything about cameras and shit. But, uh, yeah, I left the green screen and the light at his, but I'll get him back soon for professional reasons. So, of course, if you're a fan of the trademark Heggy hatred that you hear on this week in and week out, the just disdain you have for most of society, um, this one is all bottle shop related. Yeah. Well, for our American listeners, liquor store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we refer to them as bottlos. Yes. B-O-T-T-L-O, Botlo. T-M. Get around at Heggy Luke on Instagram or at, is it Cam Knight? I am Cam Knight. I am is Cam his Knight. handle. Yeah, get behind him. Check out Botlo. Fuck, man, we got a lot of plugs in this intro. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't get in? The most important one that I wanted to do, I'm doing a live show oh, at fuck. the Metro Theatre. Sorry. March 2, <laughs> and I could really use some fucking bums on seats, man. It is Sydney. big. Metro Theatre, March 2. Are you filming this? Yes, that's what it's for. Oh. Cheap tickets. Get in there. Don't be a dickhead. Get get the back of your head filmed. <laughs> Man, there's been some uh, some mates of ours that have appeared in your previous ones. The boys from the Mug Off. Oh, yeah. The Mug Off podcast. Great podcast. Apparently got their laugh in and the back of their big fucking bonces. Yep. Jared's Irish Bonson. <laughs> Duggan's Queensland one. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, get in on it. I'll have a bit of a mug off theme to this. Yaz is coming to help uh, decorate the set with his because he's a fucking grub. He used to do a lot of graffiti, so he's, <laughs> he's helping me out with that. <laughs> so good. So we've got mates that you can call on. Yeah. They're in entertainment and graffiti. Oh, yeah. What Fuck a combo. Yeah. Anyway, March 2, please come along because it's big and I'm trying to fill it twice. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Cool. We better get stuck in, mate. No more plugs. Let's do our fucking job. All right, mate. This week we're looking at British Airways, BA2069, Gatwick to Nairobi, 29 December 2000. Oh, what a time. Um, 398 passengers on board here. By the way, shout out to our BA pilot listener, Hannah. She's a fucking legend. Man, BA has featured in this a fair bit. Like, obviously, we've talked about this before, but fuck, they are. I thought, like, it's, you know, your Northwests and your Deltas and your fucking Spirits, Thomas Cook affiliates and <laughs> Jetstars and that, obviously. But uh, BA, Jesus Christ, pretty good. Was this pre, like, is this a pre-EasyJet, pre-Ryanair? Uh, maybe. No, those, they all sort of existed, turn of the century, I recall. Okay. Yeah, they were around then. Um, yeah, that, a lot of people on board this plane, including a couple of notable alumni. All right. Which, I'm going to uh, get the dinger ready here. Oh, man. Well, one of them is uh, is Brian Ferry. Hold on. I'm not getting the dinger. No. I'm not hitting it for that. Who's Brian Ferry? Who's Brian Ferry? Yeah. He's the Roxy Music. Brian Ferry. You're too man, young for I'm, this. You, oh, I'm you've 34. played him. You've played him on. You've definitely played him on the radio. Have I? Right now. Um. Yeah, he's probably late 60s now, I think. What song? Oh, fuck. Heaps of songs. Avalon. Um, oh, I'm not going to go through his discography. He's probably put out 20 albums, man. Roxy. 70s to 90s. Roxy, Roxy music. music. Oh, no. Yeah. Hugely popular act. Um, Just playing off anyway. my phone here. Man, I don't know like what that. station you think I'm on, but there's no He's way. Played that. Ed Sheeran's not going into Roxy Music. 
tell you that much. <laughs> Maybe on the old ones. Um, Brian's politics have uh, they've come under fire from time to time, and fair enough. Uh, and uh, when I wish to educate myself and get told what to think, I usually turn to the likes of the lead singer of Roxy Music for guidance. <laughs> um, having said that, Brian's probably just a dude getting about minding his own business and street press tabloid looking for an angle, ask him if he thinks there's such a thing as too much immigration. Oh, jeez. He says, yes, got him, Nazi. <laughs> Bam. Um, one time, one time, this is the thing that you suffer from in the arts. You just get called a fucking Nazi if you say anything. Avalon the songs of Avalon Airport for that bloke. Yeah. He's, um, he's One time Brian did a concert for the Countryside Alliance, which gives rural oh, yeah. Britain a voice. <laughs> saying, saying you like farmers now is like saying you love gun violence and racism. Like you can't even do that. That's, that's where we are. Um, he did say, and this is rare in the arts, that his politics are conservative, which in the entertainment industry is, is just like saying you are a Nazi. Let's <laughs> might as well say that. He also said he doesn't like mixing politics with art. So <laughs> it's too late. Now. Like since the existence of fucking Bono, you have to. There's no turning back now, buddy. But I think the problem with those musos, if you if you're gonna say you're right wing, you have to go all in and do a you know, pretty much a for the troops album. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, he's, that, he's just, that's where he's getting in trouble. Yeah. Gotta lean in. You might as well be. So And um, also, why do farmers need a voice? They've got a shitload of land, animals and guns. I'd be pretty quiet. I'd just be laying back. You know, good luck. Yeah. Come and get it. <laughs> um, in 2007, Brian was coerced into a public apology when he'd referred to his recording studio as the Führer Bunker, <laughs> as well as commending. Well, it's, like, what's that? That's nothing. Like, it's just talking about your <laughs> fucking underground basement studio, yeah. whatever. Um, as well as commending the imagery and iconography. You know what he could have called it? What? The bunker. The bunker. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Still had a laugh with his mates. Um, he he said he quite liked the imagery and iconography of Nazi Germany. He's referring to the marching and the flag bearing, etc. The Ralph Lauren uniforms. Yeah. When you can't say anything, like you can't even say anything nice about them, can you? You can't even say they had nice shoes or something, like when clearly they did. <laughs> you don't want to be caught saying anything like that. Um. Anyway, yeah, despite demand, you can't say. I know there were six million, but yeah. you never, you never want that. Yeah, it's the wrong time for a but. Just full stop. <laughs> despite demanding and receiving a public apology, Marks and Spencer, whose co-founder was Jewish, who employed Ferry to model their autograph line of suits, because he always wears a suit. Brian, he looks quite dapper um, for that era. He's a bit sort of um, what's his name? The Talking Heads, uh, Byrne. It's a bit David Byrne. Esque yeah. in his uh, in his attire, um, they sacked him anyway. Even after they demanded an apology, yeah. got it, and then sacked him. Fucking yeah. grubs. That's what you get for kowtowing, <laughs> isn't it? Let alone aligning yourself with a glorified supermarket who sell camembert board lollies and fucking suits. So, anyway, Brian, blood in the water. I'm sorry. Oh, mistake. <laughs> never say it. Never compromise. Never apologize. Never admit. Um. Brian and his London socialite wife, Lucy Helmore, were on the plane with their four boys, Otis, Isaac, Tara and Merlin. I don't know who got the shitty end of the stick there. I <laughs> well, reckon Tara. I reckon the last two, yeah. Merlin's not great. I reckon they had two boys' names picked out and a girl's name and another boy. They went, yeah. fuck it, we're going Tara. Yeah. Four boys. <laughs> That's you in about three or four years from now. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> um, so he wasn't the only he wasn't the only famous head on the plane. Uh, you know what? Don't have to agree with his views, but respect a bloke with four kids who's still putting on a suit. I didn't even put on one for my wedding. So yeah. if you've got the time to dress up in a fucking suit with four boys running around, Jesus. Yeah. He's a he's a gentleman singer. Um, <laughs> another the other person on board of note is Jemima Khan. Um nay Jemima Goldsmith, who at age 21 converted to Islam and moved to Lahore to be with her 43-year-old husband, cricket-playing politician Imran, after a two-minute ceremony in Paris. I would have smelled a rat at that point. Um, I would have thought 21 and still less than half his age. Yeah. It's also not a great 
Oh. Just some quick maths. Some parts of the world they don't mind. She got, she got right into the culture and had two sons with Imran. Um, Definitely not a fucking Tara. No. No, that much. No. Um, in 1999, Jemima was accused of exporting some antique tiles to England from Pakistan and she went into hiding. But it wasn't true. It was a smear campaign by Imran's political enemies. Um, and then after Imran and her split in 2004, she moved back to England with her two sons who who went to Pakistan for school holidays. And uh, she then went out with Hugh Grant for a bit. <laughs> then she dated British activist and actor and one of your comedy mentors and heroes, <laughs> Russell Brand. Um, however, she was, she was still with Pakistani cricket captain Imran Khan for this incident. Uh, she's probably travelling in her capacity as philanthropist. <laughs> so a bit like future you. First-class philanthropist. Oh, yes. She used a public profile to bring attention to some big global issues that often require their figureheads to travel in first class around the world, yeah. Um, yeah, it's never, I'm the head of the charity. Yeah, you are. There you go, mate. 36J. Here's your seat. They, well, there's one or two who do. Doesn't oh, That's usually tight-ass um, driven though, isn't it? Nothing to do with philanthropy, sitting in business, sitting in uh, economy class. Yeah, the, the fucking big tooth. Big head. Yeah, you listen to him when you go to sleep. Tony- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. That's the big head. <laughs> one yeah. makes your head look like a fucking tennis ball. <laughs> that one. Massive head. Massive teeth. Old fucking Luna Park face. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people. I know you love his stuff, but you won't fork out for a ticket. So you just do all the challenges at home. You get all the briquettes off the barbecue and run across them. Yeah. Bare feet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Challenge yourself. <laughs> Put my face in the Weber, that sort of thing. Is he? Does he make people run across coals? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Doesn't he start? He started tapping his tapping his temples or something. Isn't that a new one? Oh, is it? Is that him? He does tapping, I think. Oh, great. Just get your fingers and start tapping people on the forehead, see what happens. <laughs> Tell you what's going to happen. My my favourite cash grab one at the minute has to be um, transcendental meditation. Oh, yeah, what's that? Transcendental meditation. You have a, um, uh, what, like a chant that you repeat in mm. your own head. Yeah. And you just do it for 20 minutes twice a day. And you think, fuck, all right, what a, what a great thing for the world, helping people out. I wonder what word I should use. I should come up with it. Nah. Hold on, you can't come up with it. You need to go to a transcendental meditation, TM registered, proprietary limited yeah. course. Mm-hmm. You need to go to TMTM, <laughs> yeah, for someone to give you your word to say in your head. But then you got to spend twenty minutes twice a day doing that. Who's got that? Do some <laughs> fucking work. I don't recall ever having twenty minutes to myself. Um, she's. I mean, she's a philanthropist though. Some famous people. Go so far as to allegedly use charity to shift some of that pesky cash offshore, not Jemima. Jemima has selflessly headed up the Jemima Khan <laughs> Afghan Refugee Appeal to provide tents, clothing, food, and healthcare for Afghan refugees at Jalozai Camp in Peshawar in her own name. But yeah, there was probably no charities over there helping Afghanis already. I wouldn't think so. She had to start it. Guys in uniforms, for example. Um, good old selfless tax free charity. In your own fucking name. <laughs> anyway, before we we'll get into the incident, Jemima was scared of flying before this incident. Now she's petrified, according to her very own mother. Um, the the flight's gone without incident. It's about six hours old, right? Everyone's asleep, especially Brian Ferry. He's uh, popped a sleeping pill, which is something pop stars are always been particularly partial to. Fuck, um, I, I wouldn't have the nerve with my kids on a plane. To do that, pop a sleeping pill. Yeah, I think if you're the kind of guy who wears suits on a day to day basis, <laughs> kids are a fucking afterthought that someone else can look after. Um, 
on their way to Zanzibar for a much-deserved holiday. Uh, you know who wasn't asleep? Only 27-year-old Paul Mukonyi. Uh, Paul, he was a Kenyan student in France and he was heading home to Nairobi. Um, six hours in, he's gotten out of his seat while everyone's asleep, gone up to the cockpit. This is the year 2000, don't forget. Oh, yeah. Turned the handle, walked straight in. Oh, um, this doesn't look then, like the shitter. Turned around and left. No, oh. unfortunately not. He's grabbed the yoke and started doing some mad shit like a child <laughs> with a joystick for the first time. Oh no! Um, Pushing buttons. The pilot started fighting him, but he was a big bastard and he was in a crazy mood. And yes, we can still say crazy. It's not 2023 yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul, he was going all right in the in the one v two fight. Plunged the plane into a nosedive twice and was hell-bent on turning 398 human souls into fluffy white clouds with goggly eyes stuck on them <laughs> when uh, two passengers became aware of the fracas. And um, these two guys' characters, at this stage, I think we need to head back to the, uh, to the fall of 2000, Sumter, South Carolina, Oof. attorney Dickie Jones. Sick. Has a, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that's your attorney's name. <laughs> Dickie Jones. Dickie Jones. Help Dickie Jones. Yeah. Defence attorney, I reckon. Well, Dickie Jones. He's not a prosecutor. No, he wasn't, he wasn't on there, but he has approached Henry Clark Bynum and Gifford Murrell Shaw. This is back in, back in Sumter some yep. months earlier and said, hey, fellow Trinity United Methodist Church constituents, how about an all-expenses-paid business class trip to Uganda on a teaching mission? Missions have a uh, track record for brilliance across multiple centuries. Get in on it, fellas. Um, and the following is what happened with quite a strong bent toward divine intervention. Um, this was Some of this was written by me. Some of it I, I lifted, obviously. Clark Bynum, he was, uh, he was quite hesitant yeah. uh, at leaving the family, hated leaving the family. Who doesn't? But his wife, Sissy, thought it would be a bloody great opportunity. So, and what's it? What's the husband's name again? Uh, Clark Bynum. What's his first? I don't know. It's hard to know with all these fucking firsty first <laughs> names. His um, Henry Clark Bynum. Oh, Henry. Henry and Sissy. Henry. Sorry, I thought it was the other one. No. What's the other bloke's name? Gifford. Gifford. <laughs> Gifford yeah. and Sissy. But no, it was Henry and Sissy. I'll have to leave. I'll have to come back and refer to that. I'll forget those. Mm. Um, so he prayed rather hard on uh, December 26th. In his very own words, Lord, as a result of this trip to Africa, may my life never be the same, exclamation mark. So the two lads, right, they've decided to go. They drove to Charlotte to get a flight to Gatwick to catch their connection to Africa. And there was a, there was a storm. We all know who bruised them. And um, so they had to get <laughs> diverted to Heathrow. Yeah. Um, everything happens for a reason, according to these blokes. And then busted over to Gatwick making them miss their connection by five minutes. Rescheduled flight, all part of Yahweh's master plan. So Clark, at this stage, he said, or oh, Henry, sorry, felt great peace about this, just going with the flow, taking the concept so far as to write in his diary, well, Lord, the adventure goes on. So <laughs> next plane to Nairobi, right? Imagine getting diverted oh. and just having to catch a bus to another airport yeah. and that's what you think, going with the flow and the Lord's on my side and... Yeah, yeah. Well, look, time to bust out the diary. Yeah. I'm on a fucking transit bus. It's like peaking a large mountain <laughs> on your own. Um, to be fair, at least this is still when a journey was a journey. A little bit of one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're going on an actual journey, not now. Oh, yeah, not a you, metaphorical. Yeah, one, you yeah. redo your bathroom. You went on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about going on a wellness journey myself. <laughs> My my pet hate one, we've, which I've is talked about. By the way, a wellness journey could be just having a nap. Oh fuck yeah! It's a wellness journey now. Journeys aren't really journeys. Food journeys <laughs> the worst. I went. On, I started my food journey back when I went to India. Funnily enough, met a fucking guru slash pervert. Started my fucking wellness journey, my food journey at the same time. Now they they get back here and become all fucking, you know, just evangelical about food. They become all linen. No more jeans. Oh, yeah. No more stiff denim. Yeah. It's all flowy. Yeah. Harder to hide a stiffy in one of those, though. <laughs> um, so 
next plane to Nairobi, right? Yeah. It's a few hours later. The lads, the lads were boarding and heading towards their business class seats purchased because the Lord had opted to make <laughs> Clark six feet and seven inches tall. So the FA, when they got on, said, no, nah, lads, you're heading upstairs, the literal, not the metaphorical <laughs> one, to the 48-seat bubble, second row from the front, no less, first class. Oh. A, um, a rich family of four, the only thing separating you from the foremost bulkhead. So there you go. That's what you get for believing. Um, they settled in for some God-given luxury. But uh, Fuck, is that, Clark, is that a travel tip for the future? Well, Just Crucifix. Let's find a fucking tall cunt to go yeah. on flights with. A tall sort of demure one, not, yeah. not an aggressive-looking one. You've got to oh, be yeah. tall and thin, I reckon. Yeah. If you're tall and fat, then no way they're putting you in first class. Um, they've uh, Clark has asked Gifford to swap seats so he could sit on the aisle, being a seven foot, six foot seven freak of nature. Um, they fell asleep after gorging themselves on God's spoils when they were awoken violently by a nosedive. Right, and this was this was Paul's doing. Um, the father of the family of four, a clear cut fucking coward, turned around and said to Clark. A man just ran into the cockpit oh. um, rather than doing something about himself. Yeah. He's turned to the giant. Clark. What are you, just playing um, a game of fucking whispers? Hope he gets to the back until some, yeah. some tough cunt is it. <laughs> gets to the back. It's the, it's the fucking <laughs> purple chicken dinosaur. Um, yeah. A van just rammed into the, yeah. into the snot shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Clark said to Gifford. This is it. We are going to die. Gifford said, we have to do something now. I'm going to the cockpit. And then he shoved the 230-pound Clark and said, you first. (laughs) (laughs) Clark thought he'd be in heaven very soon awaiting his wife Sissy and their four children. He wasn't in heaven, though. What he was in was a fucking fist fight. Um, Now it's four on one. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got in there, right? And McConaughey had the co-pilot by the throat and Clark's reached in and just grabbed the assailant, yanked him backwards and the pilot corrected the plane and the boys restrained McConaughey out in the aisle. The pilots reached back with some handcuffs and said, hey, boys, sit on Paul for the rest of the flight, put these on him. So pretty good outcome as it seems. Again, you don't want to... You know, glorify violence, but I reckon a post nosedive attempt—that's a tie the hands behind the back and just do whatever you want. Then, pretty much, yeah, free shots. There's one thing I know about the Lord: it's eye for an eye. Still in there. <laughs> no one's cancelled that little passage out of my Bible. Um, two hours later, the Lord has delivered them safely to Nairobi by the pilots. Um, many places they could have stopped and kicked them off. Egypt, Saddam, this is December 2000. Mm. Y2K was a distant memory to Simpleton's different time. Like I, I reckon these days his lifeless corpse would have been just dropped off in South Sudan or something. There's no fucking way you'd, you'd survive that if you stormed a cockpit <laughs> or attempted to. Oh, now. fuck no. There'd be a ranger on board, a marshal, just take you out. But they did, um, they did land in Nairobi though and the authorities came on board and Paul McConaughey's status was irrevocably changed. Status arrested. What did he get for this? Sure, this is above well, a fine. I'll fucking tell you. The, um, <laughs> this isn't the, 200 bucks and six months suspended. Oh, it's better. This is You're in a bit of trouble. The Christian boys, they were debriefed, and they saw their story all over CNN. They called home. A call that reportedly cost $1,250, but Oof. BA paid for it. Oh, that's nice. I don't know what that's about. They're unsure whether or not they should continue on their plight to Uganda to help people. They didn't call from one of those fucking plane phones, did they? I think they might have, yeah. What, to swipe the credsy? Don't know. I remember so many times, uh, you know, over an ocean, having a look at that phone handset and, you know, I don't know how much this would be. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty funny <laughs> until you get the bill. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> um. Yeah, they didn't know if they should continue. But in the end, they abandoned their mission, as well as the intent of the big man upstairs, and just headed back to Sumter the very next day. Heroes rather than common missionaries. Hold on. Um, so they oh, they land, they got to Nairobi. Yep. 
And then went, nah. That's enough now. (laughs) We did the Lord's work. We've already saved 300-odd people. Yeah, that's true. You know, realistically, missionaries do way more damage than that. Yeah. We're in the the black. We'll (laughs) we'll leave it there. Quit while we're ahead. Yeah, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Yeah. We've walked away. They, uh, They took absolutely no credit for the incident. They said it was all the hand of God. And I can only assume that that was a different God to the one who <laughs> a couple of lunatics. years later decided to kill Henry Clark Bynum Jr. with cancer. Oh, so, yeah. Jesus Christ. Either way, though, oh, seems oh. violence is actually the answer sometimes. Um, like a rainbow fading in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah, and also, didn't God send that fucking lunatic into the cockpit? To- <laughs> yeah, mysterious ways, mate. Um, God sent the weather that got him on that plane. God, you know, mm, all of it. Yeah, well, not, I don't know. I mean, you can pick and choose, evidently. Paul, <laughs> he was uh, Paul McConaughey. He was found to be psychologically disturbed. Was he? Um, he thought he's being pursued by Arab men. That's why he ran into the cockpit to get away from them. You know what he got for this? Uh, oh, it's pre nine eleven, but it's still pretty fucked. Mm. Ten years, nothing. Fuck. He wasn't charged. <laughs> that is quite oh, extreme no. in the scheme of things, isn't it? So he was a victim. Yeah, worked out all right for him. Nothing. You can drink one litre of duty-free vodka and poke a flight attendant in the chest when he tells you to sit down. The clink. Probably for a year. Hijack a plane, fly it toward Earth, only for it to be (laughs) thwarted three seconds from impact by a couple of Christians. Nothing. Fucking amazing. Wow. That is good value. That's about the best value I've seen (laughs) if you're a betting man. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to, you know, the Christians had to forgive. So why not the judge, you know? But yeah, he didn't. Um, he's since probably been banned from flying British Airways. So oh, there is that. You'd hope a few more things. Yeah. He this bloke, he'd planted the seed ages before though. Nothing. Like he was living in France as a student and yeah. made numerous complaints to the authorities in both France and Britain that he's being followed by unknown people. Well, that's a good idea. If you want to do something shit else, as a safety net, if your plan goes awry, <laughs> build up a credit rating of lunacy <laughs> and you'll go unpunished. Maybe even hailed as a hero of some description later in life for being a battler. Who knows? Don't know. Imagine imagine walking out of court. There's just someone out the front, you know, it's copped a $1,500 fine for flicking a durry out the window. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, mate. I copped $1,500. What did you get? Nothing. Yeah. See ya. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't kill anyone, did I? I'm, I'm still curious. I don't know if this got brought up in the court case or any any I don't know there wasn't a court case any sort of fucking authorities one I'm curious that a, a student had the means and the foresight to purchase first class ticket for easy access to the cockpit in mm. case those Arabs were still chasing him when he got on the plane what a f- like Arab men they've become the perennial punching bags of fake crimes involving terror haven't they like not dissimilar to when someone stages their own home invasion for insurance purposes well maybe that's how the bloke got off the court case just got pushed back till after September 11. He goes, ah, fuck, yeah. I told you. Yeah. Told you. Yeah. So they're up to no good on this plane. I was trying to get us out of there. Yeah. On the back of Paul McConaughey, they probably built another couple of fighter jets and sent them <laughs> over to the Middle East. <laughs> said, all right. He did tell us. Um, you know, when people used to just say, oh, yeah, three black guys broke into my house and beat me up and took everything of value. Give me some money. Well, it should be extra charges for that. And if you're, if you're going to fake a crime... You should be obliged to not cross any racial lines. Show some respect. If you're going to say something happened to me, don't fucking land someone else in the shit. The bloke Charles something in Boston, I think, killed his missus. Oh, yeah, in the car. Yeah, shot his missus or his pregnant missus or something. And then, yeah, and then said, yeah, black guy did it. We're fucking. Yeah. yeah, And the the cops just upturned the African American neighborhoods. Grim, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's. You should, if you're going to fake a crime, you should say this guy looked just like me, remarkably like me, in fact, like just looked just like this guy. Only one thing's changed. You used to say a black guy did it, now you just go, the black dog. Yeah, black dog, of course. Black dog did it. Yes. 
Depression. Black dogs <laughs> done a lot of bad stuff. Um, student in first class, though. I'm not having that. Like, I <laughs> don't know what's happened there. He was he was not as tall as Henry Clark. He didn't get upgraded. He bought a ticket. Yeah. Um, the UK passengers on this flight, they got given 2K each. That's Oof. about 3,700 AUD. But, uh, and a ticket to anywhere in the world. Oh. They wanted on a BA plane. Not bad. Pretty good. Uh, some of them smelled a rat, and by that I mean they wanted more for doing nothing. Um, so what they did, this group of British passengers, they held out. They started a class action. Fuck yeah. And said that BA didn't do enough to make sure it didn't happen in the first place, such as not letting him on the plane because he was mental. Uh, Nick Reed. A 48-year-old Citibank headhunter was the self-appointed oh, spokesperson for the fuck. class action. So, good guy. <laughs> he said, not only did BA not do enough to prevent the incident, but they offered little comfort to the passengers slash victims when they got to Nairobi. Um, what had happened, though, was that 16 Americans got in first and sued BA, settling for millions. Oh, um, you're not going to beat the Seppos to a lawsuit. Exactly. They are fucking world class. They'll fucking call Bucky as soon as they... <laughs> oh, yeah. What's his name? Was so, it Bucky? Bucky uh, or... Fuck. Where is he? <laughs> they, were, um, they were using the credit card. Dickie Jones. Dickie Jones. They were using He's the credit card dog. phone on the plane. Oh, yeah. Boy, Dickie, get ready. Oh, fucking... <laughs> yeah, man. Like they've, They uh, settled before they got their constitutional day in court for a multi-million dollar amount for negligence. And then they signed confidentiality agreements. Um, at the time, the maximum award for negligence was 150000 us dollars. Now I think it's fucking sideways eight. You can um, <laughs> do anything. <laughs> so the British passengers saw this and thought, nah, we'll have some of that. We're angry. They tried to sue as well. And they were told, sorry, suing's for Seppos only. We're scared of their lawyers, not yours. You don't have a Dickie Jones on fucking speed dial. The Americans, they, they would have had Dickie Jones's number punched yeah. in as soon as they felt turbulence. They'd have their thumb <laughs> hovering over the fucking dial button of Dickie Jones. Um, yeah, they've just typed in 1-800-no-win-no-fee, but they've only, they haven't pushed the second E yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do? I hope the guy that was in the first row that fucking shit himself, hope they gave him nothing. Oh, yeah. Coward. You're a fucking coward, mate. You're not even getting a voucher. And we're going to write a letter to all your kids when they're old enough they can read how much of a coward their fucking dad is. There's that as well. Um, I'll tell you what, thank goodness, though, like God himself intervened because otherwise Brian Ferry would have perished after only one wife instead of four-odd. Oh, geez. Not to mention releasing another four or five studio albums remarkably similar to the previous seven or eight. <laughs> and on top of that. I reckon the suits, the suits are getting a lot cheaper. Yeah. A lot more ill-fitting with every <laughs> division of asset. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Splitting 50-50 again. Whoop. Uh-oh. Oh, you lose your sponsorships. Yeah. Fucking sounds fine when things are going dandy. Two divorces <laughs> later, you're like, I'll have a fucking – Tarot Cash or a politics sponsorship <laughs> anytime, please. Just give me some free shit. I'll have it. Um, some non-traceable free shit. Man, imagine the double nosedive. Someone say, you know, these two blokes save your life. You land in Nairobi and you go, wow, unbelievable. I should have been dead. I've got a second chance at life. I'm going to use this to get married another three times. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Jemima Khan, she this is 2000 pre splitting with Imran. Um, she would never have been able to fulfill her her London socialite obligations and been able to keep the company of an actor of his generation, Hugh Grant, as well as your comedic hero, philosophical evangelist, visionary, and author of Bookie Walk and Bookie Walk 2, Russell Brand. As you can see, I'm Russell Brand. I'm promoting this book, uh, my bookie book too. Promoting it, I suppose, is a very blunt way of saying I'm endorsing it because I wrote it. Uh, it's like Socrates, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, $10 words coming out of a 10-cent mouth. 
Oh, Christ. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that's all you got to do. It's just fucking yell. Read a thesaurus. Start yelling. <laughs> Where you go. Goodness gracious. Run around. Run around. <laughs> um, I mean, good news, though, to end on, I reckon, is that uh, a world record was set for the fastest rate of descent for a civil aircraft to have nice. recovered. Sick. Yeah. There you go. Literally. Three seconds later, they would have all died. Well, oh, well, you said three seconds before, and I thought you were just a bit of hyperbole. They no. were actually three seconds from smashing into the ground. Yep. Mate, I'm not one for hyperbole. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> no one has ever dived that hard and fast and pulled out of it. Pretty fucking impressive. Fuck yeah. Go the lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder if anyone's yeah. attempted it since. That's one of those air show things that always happens. I'll take an old civil aircraft and try to do something silly. Do they do that in air shows? I think there was a video of some some pilots taking a Boeing 747-400 up to a certain altitude and doing a backflip, Yeah, which is pretty sick. How'd they go? Nailed it. What, a full loop? Yeah, they did a loop. Oh, it can be done. Yeah. Yeah, great. Probably not fully loaded, especially with the, no. uh, the obesity epidemic <laughs> that's around today. <laughs> that would be great to go, fucking hell, I just got... Never guess this ten dollar business class ticket to London. You don't know why? Yeah. It's because they're going for the world record Guinness Book of Record loop de loop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we all complain about not getting to where we want to go faster, but there is a fucking limit. <laughs> I don't want any world records set on any vehicle I'm in ever. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> and on that lovely note. <laughs> it brings us to an end of another episode of Mid Flight Brawl. Thanks so much for listening in. If you want to support us, get on patreon.com slash midflightbrawl for some extra episodes, extra content, bloody early access, ad-free eps, um, and uh, early access to tickets for our live shows, um, bloody Melbourne. We've got heaps of places coming up. So yeah. get around us. We'll see you out on the bloody road. And uh, Heggy, touring coming up, lukeheggy.com. Yeah, quite a lot of uh, festivals, etc. But uh, we are in the throes of adding uh, things like Newcastle, Tasmania, Sydney, Perth, Adelaide to mid-flight brawl live shows. So keep an ear out for that. They'll be on board soon. Fuck yeah, LukeHiggy.com for your live dates, NickCody.com.au for my live dates. We'll be all around the country. MidFlightBrawl.com for the tickets for the live shows and uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers, mate. See ya. Luke. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 